Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about the limiting beliefs that sabotage your weight loss. This is such an important piece of the puzzle and it's one that very few people ever really focus on or resolve. And so we're gonna talk about, first of all, how to identify these limiting beliefs and then how to deal with them. It's actually very simple. So this really was kind of inspired, this idea was inspired by a recent client conversation I had where they had been doing well. They had changed their eating up. They've been doing a lot of healthy things really for the last few weeks. And the scale hasn't been moving yet. And so I could see their demeanor. They were feeling a little bit unsure, you know, about what to do and feel a little discouraged. And so I've seen this a million times. So what I said is I said, listen, do you have the belief in you that no matter what you do, you're not going to lose weight? You know, is, is that fear in you? And I said, yes, you know, and so again, this is a common one, isn't it? And so the way I like to think about limiting beliefs is they're kind of like these little beliefs we have in the back of our mind and we don't really see them, but we're kind of aware they're there. And so what we want to do when we identify a limiting belief, and we'll go through a few more of them in a second, but when we find a limiting belief that we may have, what we want to do is we want to pull it out from the back and bring it out in front of us. Okay. Now that's metaphorical, but what we're really do, looking to do is this belief is in your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is not logical and rational. So this limiting belief gets a lot of its power from not being questioned. It just kind of is back there in the back of your head, just kind of kind of whispering things and then running away, you know? But it impacts all of our thinking. So, you know, if this person has been eating well, um, reduced portions, making healthier choices, doing all the right things, but the weight loss hasn't shown up yet. So this little voice comes and says, no matter what you do, you're not gonna lose weight. And then it runs away. But what happens is that voice and that belief end up causing us to just feel discouraged, frustrated, and wanna give up. So it's very important that you address these limiting beliefs because what happens, and this is what I asked my client, I said, let's bring that belief out front. Do you believe that if you continue to act and live the exact same way that you've been acting and living and eating, for the last few weeks, if you act that way for the next year, do you believe that you will not lose weight? Do you think you'll still be the same weight? And she, she looks at it and she really thought about it. And she goes, no, there's, there's no way. There's no way that I would continue, if I continue the way I've been, that I wouldn't lose weight. And so that process of looking at that limiting belief with our conscious logical mind, it just poofs, it vanishes, because it's not true. So you see the difference here, this is so important. When you recognize that little limiting belief, and we've all got them, you gotta recognize it first, and you bring it to the front, and you really look at it logically. You say, is that true? You know, is that true? Do I really believe that? And when you look at it with your conscious, logical mind, a lot of times it just vanishes. So now that, that, that is not true. And now all of a sudden, that limiting belief's been blown up, and now you replace it with a sense of certainty, a sense of, no, there's no way. I know if I act that way, I'm going to lose the weight. So that little living belief that makes you feel like, oh, God, nothing's going to work, nothing. It makes you feel that way can instantly, instantly with no trickery, just looking at it with your full brain capacity, we look at that limiting belief and all of a sudden that limiting scary belief that makes you want to quit is replaced with an empowering belief that says, no, there's no way. If I do this, I'm going to lose the weight replaced with a sense of certainty. What a difference that is. And so this can show up in so many ways. That's one of the big ones. That's one of the common ones, right? No matter what I do, I'm not gonna lose the weight. Do you really believe that? Do you really believe that? If you changed your reading, if you changed your lifestyle for the next year, do you truly believe you wouldn't lose weight? Again, look at it logically. 
Now, let me give you another example of one. I'll give you another um, example of this because sometimes limiting beliefs are brought out in front. We look at them, they just disappear. You know, logic just melts them. And that's great when that happens. But sometimes we bring the limiting beliefs in front and they're somewhat true. So how do we deal with that? So I'll give you another common one. Um, a lot of times this is women. And so in the back of their mind, they say, uh, if I lose the weight, then I'm going to be less secure. I'm more at risk of being assaulted, of being attacked, of being hit on, of feeling uncomfortable, whatever form that may take. And so we pull that belief out in front. And we say, is that true? If you lose weight and become the person you want to be, will you be more at risk for potential attention from men, potential assault, potential uncomfortable situations? Yes, I think that's true. Okay. Where do you want to go from here, though? So it wasn't, again, ideally we want to just vanish, right? That's the ideal. But sometimes these beliefs have some legs to stand on, right? There is some, some legitimacy to them. But in that situation, when I say, yes, I do think that if I, if I do those changes that I will lose some of, that I will um, uh, make this happen. Um, but where we want to go from there is we ask the question, am I willing to use the weight to keep myself protected or is there a better way? Is there another way to do this? Now, again, I'm not saying you have that way, but at least now we're using the full capacity of your brain to identify this limiting belief and then find a better solution for it. And so this clarifies the whole process because what's happening to you, I guarantee you this, is if you're not losing the weight you want, part of you is just incongruent. Part of you wants to lose weight and part of you with these little living beliefs doesn't want you to lose weight. And once you identify what these living beliefs are and you can pull them out in front of you, now you can deal with them. You can aim at them. And sometimes they go poof and sometimes you need to spend some time and resolve it. I'm worried about attention from men. Okay, so how do you want to deal with that attention? Do you want to put the weight on and use that as your strategy or do you want to find another way? You probably never thought that. <laughs> you say, so again, I'm not, I'm not here to give you that answer. But what I'm saying is I want to focus you on the process that I promise you, if you're struggling with this, there's these limiting beliefs. You want to get them into the front and think about them. You know, and it could be anything. Um, sometimes, you know, uh, if I lose the weight, I'm going to be more vulnerable. Okay. If I lose the weight, I'm going to be feeling deprived. You know, so, so again, there's all these little beliefs. We bring them out in front. Is that true? Yes. No, it is true. I'm going to feel deprived. How can I lose weight without feeling deprived then? You, you go to work on finding that answer. And so it takes a little bit of work to do this. But once you find it, you, you experience weight loss in a way I guarantee you've never experienced it before. Because when you're congruent, when you eliminate most of these limiting beliefs, you start to move in one direction in a congruent way. All your horses are kind of pulling in the same direction, if you know what I mean, instead of feeling like they're pulling in opposite directions. And so it's worth the effort, it's worth the time and the awareness to recognize these things because it solidifies your foundation. It aims you all in the right direction. And the results you can get when you do that are unbelievable. Okay, so again, the, the idea is to take a step back, not to just always fight and try and eat better, but to take a step back and wonder what is going on here? What are some of the beliefs I have about losing weight? Let me look at those because again, remember, they're most powerful when we don't pay attention to them, when we try and ignore them. You see, stop doing that. Bring them out in front and look all, all with the full resources of your brain. Look at them. Or is that true? Is it not true? If it's true, what's another solution that I haven't thought of yet? Let me focus on that because once you get it, everything changes. Okay. So give it some time. Give it some thought. What are some of the limiting beliefs I may have about losing weight? Again, sounds counterintuitive, but you're going to find there's a lot there. And once you work through them, 
you're going to be in a completely different spot. So give it a shot. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them, and uh, I will do my best to answer them. Huntington1978, hello, my scale moved this AM, amazing, but I had to have patience for sure. Yeah, that's great, right? The patience piece, that, that's that's it. You know, so much of it's the patience. And hey, patience is hard to begin with, okay? But everything's relative. And so not only is patience just in general hard, but when it comes to weight loss, it's extra hard because we're constantly being conditioned to think about weight loss in short-term time frames, right? Every, you've seen millions of weight loss ads in your life millions of diet ads in your life and every one of them has some version of lose this much weight in this much time you know and so it, it frames it unrealistically and so no matter what results we get a lot of times it, we feel impatient um so developing your patience during this is just such a huge part congratulations great job and continue to have patience one of the hacks i like to use in order to develop patience and hold on to it is to remember i don't want to just lose weight i want to live at my goal weight this is forever so who gives a shit if it takes me two months to lose the weight or a year to lose the weight? Who cares? <laughs> I mean, I'm focusing on the next 50 years. And so if you can keep reinforcing that long-term time frame and get yourself out of that diet mindset, that, that's half the work, <laughs> you know? I, I say, I, my private clients, this is, this is what we work on, but clients in the program, it, I mention this almost every time. And again, it's not your fault. It's just, you know, you have to think about every, every commercial you see is a hypnosis session, you know, and you've seen literally millions of weight loss diet ads, um, weight loss hypnosis sessions, you know, for diets that have made you think about weight loss in terms of short-term timeframes and having to get fast results, you know? But that's bullshit. You gotta wake yourself up out of that and realize, I don't care about losing weight fast. I care about losing weight for good. I wanna live at my goal weight. I don't give a shit if I just lose some weight quickly and then put it on, that's not what I want. And so if it takes me longer, that's fine because the benefit of if it taking longer is that it's also gonna be a lot easier for me. And I've set myself up for long-term success. So great job. That, that's awesome that you um, that, that that's happened to you. What do you think of Victoza for weight loss? I don't know what Victoza is. Um, let's look it up. Victoza. Non-insulin. Once daily. Non-insulin medicine that lowers blood sugar and A1C. Um, I'm going to assume, you know, that, that, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It sounds like it's Ozempic, right? Is it? Both yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, so, so I, I know about Zempic. So, so they're similar. Uh, I don't like them, <laughs> you know, but, but I'm a mindset guy. You know, I, I think the real answer is mindset. Um, you know, I think everyone's always looking for shortcuts. Now, listen, I'm not against medicine. So if you're type 2 diabetic who's, you know, at risk because you're not producing enough insulin, then I think those are great medicines. If you're a person who's not type 2 diabetic, uh, you know, is that, that's how you want to do it? You want to you commit to taking a lifetime of medicines that, you know, they, I don't know. What do, what do you see? Do you not see what I see? When I see the Ozempic ads, you know what my eye is drawn to is the giant warning on the bottom that says it may cause thyroid tumors. Like, am I weird? Like, do, do you all not see that when you look at it? I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm not a doctor, so I'm, I'm not going to say I know that. But, but I mean, that's what my eye is drawn to. And the idea of taking some medicine that could potentially cause thyroid tumors for the rest of my life so that I could lose weight. I, I don't know. I, I say no. And um, I, I have an issue... Again, for type 2 diabetics who don't produce enough insulin, uh, yeah, that makes sense. But if you're a person who isn't in that situation, you know, I don't see it as a solution. I see it, once again, as something that treats the symptoms, you know, because, again, why do we need lots of insulin? Because we're spiking our blood sugar level. We need the insulin to clear it out. And so, you know, what are we looking for? I just want to keep spiking my, my blood glucose levels. I want to keep eating the same shit that's not good for my body. 
you know? But I want something that kind of covers it up. It's like that commercial, the commercial made me most mad in my whole life is the, it's the heartburn one. You're, I don't know if you remember this one. I, I always remember this. It was the guy, he goes like the fair and he's eating all the bullshit. And, um, you know, then it's like, well, and it's like, oh, what are you going to do? Not eat that stuff? You know, no, you got to eat it. And, and then there's this thing that makes the heartburn go away a bit. And it's like, man, that's a weird way to look at it. You, you know, like, like I, I don't want to just cover up the problem. You know, personally, I want to go right aim at that solution, you know, and I want to fix the the core problem, not just treat symptoms. But but so, yeah, and that's what I feel like with um, all those medicines for weight loss. I don't think they're real, real genuine solutions. And I know people are desperate and, and that's that fear of the end of instant gratification. Oh, fear of the end of instant gratification. Okay, well, to that point, I, I get that, but I reframe the whole process. I think the greatest instant gratification you can tap into is when you make a good decision. You know, when you say no to the second, you know, helping of food, uh, when you say, you know, yes to the healthy thing, you instantly feel better about yourself. You know, is it not true? Anytime when you reflect on good decisions you've made in terms of your weight, um, has it not instantly made you feel proud of yourself? When you wake up the next morning, you reflect back on how you ate the day before, do you not feel good? You know? So there's instant gratification there. And I, I wouldn't trade, again, it takes a bit of conditioning, but you know, we've been conditioned to just like focus on the instant credit. So let me, let me show you what I do. One of the things, main things I do with my clients is there's consumption and consequence, okay? So most of the time when people are thinking about food, they're thinking about the consumption of it, right? They're thinking about having the food, eating the food. That's how people think about it. And that's the movie they make. That's it. What I suggest you do is you start to extend that movie out to the consequence. So don't just look at the eating of the food, play it out five, 10 minutes beyond. How do you feel after you've eaten that way? Right. So after you've gotten that instant gratification, whatever the food is, five minutes later, what's the instant? Because I mean, what's what's the definition of instant gratification? Is it like one minute? <laughs> like literally, I feel good. Like that's it. Or can we make it 10 minutes? Because if we make it 10 minutes, I'm not sure if we take that whole thing into account, how much gratification there is from eating. Well, I don't know. Pine ice cream, a bag of chips, pizza, you know, just stuffing ourselves that five, 10 minutes afterwards, when you, when you want to lose weight too. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not food shaming you. It's not about that. But if you want to lose weight and then you go and eat a bunch of food, that's going to prevent that from happening. How do you feel after you finish the eating part? Should we count that? Does that even count? You know? Okay. So if we pay attention to that and we start paying attention to the consequence that always follows, I'm not bullshitting you here, right? Doesn't it? <laughs> What's the mental and emotional consequence that follows after you eat like shit? It's there. You can ignore it all you want, right? But it's there. And does that count as instant gratification? Again, where is the cutoff for instant gratification? So if you start focusing on the consequence and you start asking the question before you make a food decision, how am I going to feel when I'm done? That That's kind of how I would suggest dealing with that part. I really lost some weight. Now I'm concerned about putting it back on. Feedback, please. Yeah, I, I mean, that that's the classic thing. You know, listen, you... you Probably all, if you're struggling with your weight right now, there's a 99.9% .9 chance you, you have a diet or mindset. And a diet or mindset is just focused and fixated on losing weight. That's all you think about. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. But you realize like that's not your goal. Your goal is not to lose the weight. You've got to understand. You've got to upgrade your goal. If you get nothing else out of me talking to you today, please do this. Your goal of losing weight is fucking bullshit. <laughs> Excuse my mouth. But it is because you don't want to lose the weight. Because when you just focus on losing weight, you get exactly what you were saying. You're, you're, you might even start losing weight and it's underneath it, the foundation of his anxiety and stress and tension and worry that you're going to put it all back on. Because all you think about is losing weight.
So I would suggest you replace your, I just want to lose weight goal to, I want to get to my goal weight and I want to live the rest of my life at my goal weight on near autopilot. Is that not a more accurate description of the goal that you have? Is that not it? Because you've lost weight. We've all lost weight. Put it back on. Is that what you want to do again? You want to do it a hundred more times? Do you love it? Do you love losing weight so much? You just want to do it 50 more times? Or would you like to do it one time and then live the rest of your life your goal weight and have it be easy and natural and automatic for you? So yeah, so the feedback is to start focusing on living as a thin person. Start thinking about how can I master my weight? How can I live at my goal weight for the rest of my life and have it be easy and automatic for myself? You know, start that path. That's the path you want to be on. Not the, not the fucking obsession about just losing weight. You know, you, you won't even believe this, but I'm telling you as a, a hypnotist, I focus on the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is extremely literal. All you say to yourselves, I just want to lose weight, I just want to lose weight, I just want to lose weight, I just want to lose weight. As soon as you get to your goal weight, you start losing weight, you're like, well, what do you think then? You can't keep losing weight, so what do you do now? You got this empty space. Uh, I don't know, this feels weird. I don't know what to do. Because what? You can't think about weight loss anymore, so you're like, uh. I think you just put the weight back on so you can get back. Oh, okay. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. <laughs> I think there's a lot to that. So we're going to program yourself. Then we start the whole process off by what weight do you want to be at and who do you want to be? You got to wrap your weight loss in personal development. So I really suggest you make it a process of becoming the best version of yourself. That's the main goal. The weight's part of that. So make the weight loss secondary. It's very important to do that for a number of reasons. But that's what I'd suggest to you is I would suggest I would, I would elevate this goal to bigger than just a weight. I would say, who do you want to be? What's the best version of you? And um, how do you eat? How do you live? What do you weigh? You know? And I would focus on that. And that's a lifelong process. Can you eat more if you exercise more, especially cardio? Um, yeah, sure. Yep. Um, but, I, you know, I'm not even, I don't even, most of the time, I listen, most of my clients are, are women in their 50s and 60s. That's the majority of them. And they haven't exercised in a while. And so I, I, my weight mastery approach is really focused on eating. You know, I, I think exercising is a double-edged sword. Now listen, exercise is great. It's great for you for a lot of reasons, okay? But just talking about weight loss, someone who's been sedentary for 10 years and they want to lose weight, uh, I say, fuck the exercising. Let, let's just focus on the eating. Let's master the eating. No, that's what I did. I'm lazy. You know, I, I didn't want to exercise. So I've, I've lost 50 pounds and I kept off for 30 years. No exercising. You know, I started doing some resistance training for, for other reasons, but uh, I am lazy. I, I can't, I, I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to work hard, like lifting weights and doing cardio. I don't like it. Okay. That's just how it is for me. And so what do I like to do? Well, I'm a lazy person. So that's one of my strengths. So it's like, I mean, I'm not late. Like I, I do a lot of stuff, but when it comes to food, like I, I hate like I hate buying food. I hate prepping food, like new foods. I hate making recipes. I, I'm just I don't like thinking about it, you know. And so I was like, okay, I'll build around that. I'll just eat less. I'll make it. I'll eat the same stuff. I built around my strengths, you know. So um, anyways, I'm not really answering your question, but but I kind of did, you know. You, yeah, you can eat more if you exercise more, especially cardio. However, be aware of the licensing effect. And the licensing effect is that. When we do something good, moral, or virtuous, we tend to follow it up by doing something not good, moral, and virtuous. And so this shows up all the time with exercising, where it's like you've done lots of exercising in your mind. You're like, oh my God, I burned 500 calories. And it's like, then you walk by the bakery and you're like, oh, I can have that muffin. That's only 200 calories, you know? And in reality, you burned 200 calories and the muffin was 500 calories. So, it, and I know, like, even if I say it, like, cognitive biases are fascinating, but 
that licensing effect, it's so embedded that you, you almost can't even avoid it. So just be careful of that. Okay. Watch out. That happens a lot of times with working out and intermittent fasting that shows up a lot where people use so much focus and energy on getting themselves to work out or getting themselves to not eat for 16 hours that once they do eat, they've got reduced willpower and they feel like, well, I've, oh, I didn't eat for six hours, you know, and they give themselves more leeway and that, that tends to be where they blow things. Um, is keto sustainable? Uh, I guess it depends on the person, you know, and, and the reasons. So uh, it just depends. But but I think that gets to a deeper point, you know, and program yourself, then you really, you you create your own blueprint, you know? So one part of the, one core part of the program is really filling out your weight mastery blueprints, mindset, lifestyle, eating. And it's fill in the blank templates that you customize to you because everyone's different, you know? And so some people might find keto really easy. Well, I'll give you an example for myself. So I'm a pescatarian. Um, and, you know, I know some people are like, oh, I'm trying to eat less meat. I'm trying to eat less meat. And they struggle with it. I didn't feel that way. You know, for me, it just felt like it just fit. Like, like as soon as, and I used to eat as much meat as anyone could eat my whole life. Um, you know, up until 20. I guess that's not that long. <laughs> now that I'm almost 50. But anyways, um, but but when I, like, was exposed to the idea of vegetarianism, and, and I eat some fish here and there. But, so I kind of consider myself vegetarian, but I do eat some fish. But uh, it just felt like it fit me. Like, it, it felt, if it worked. And so I think that's the main thing you want to bounce things off of. You know, is keto sustainable? Well, it depends. You know, it depends on you, your situation, and if it's a fit. If it's a fit, great. If it's not a fit, find a better way. Because I think one of the worst strategies is to try and force yourself to do something that doesn't feel like a fit, that feels like a struggle. And so I feel like, like the foundational cornerstone of programming yourself in any ways is that you are aiming at, um, you're, you're aiming at strategies, eating plans, lifestyle plans that are customized to use. So they fit you like a glove. And then that way it's a lot easier to, to keep them up. Um, I like that perspective. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, no problem. If your goal is to lose weight, focus on counting your calories using a calorie calculator. <laughs> I mean, you know, listen, Darius, I, it, that's one way, you know what I mean? And, uh, I'm not picking on you here, but, but I think it's like, it's important to understand that, that there is no one way, you know, the golden rule of programming yourself then is that there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. And so, you know, for some people, the idea of using a calorie counter and counting their calories is, is horrible. I would never do that. I, I would, I would hate to do that. And, and so I wouldn't do it. And so it wouldn't work for me. So you gotta like, just because like all the diets work, do you know what I'm saying? Like everything works if you followed it to the letter. The problem is a lot of people can't follow these things. So again, you've got to customize it to yourself. There is no right or wrong. There's figuring out what kind of resonates with you and building on that. Building on your strengths rather than trying to, you know, correct your weaknesses is, is a very smart change strategy. Um, um, hello, Jelena. Hey, Michikama, how you doing? Do you have a supplement of vitamins that you think are essential? Okay, uh, I like that question, and my answer is no. Uh, to like, I'm you're talking about vitamins like in a pill form, you know. I think there's vitamins that are important in natural food form, and so I in the program we, we have like something I call the living vitamin strategy. So I think it's interesting because supplements and vitamins, right? They they don't taste good. You just take them. Why? Because they're going to make you healthier, right? So if that's the case. Why not take that same attitude, but then just apply it to food? <laughs> so fuck your vitamins and supplements, you know? I don't want to believe that shit because it's like, I'm, I'm joking. I mean, I guess some of them probably are okay. I don't take any, okay? But what I do is I have a giant ass salad, you know, five days a week, you know, with, with seven, eight, nine, ten 10 different 
nutrient type ingredients in it, different ingredients and stuff. So I'm getting all the nutrient variety and density that I need, you know? And so I think, you know, if you get your vitamins and minerals and, and micronutrients you need from the natural source, I think you're probably on the right path, you know? So again, I take that energy. It's way cheaper. Okay. And it's, it's gotta be better. You know, because when it comes to supplements and vitamins, there's always the, the, the concept of bioavailability. And so, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I just prefer to get it from the source. And so, but I like that attitude. You know, so the living vitamin strategy, really, it's, it's salads or smoothies. And it's the idea that, like, who gives a shit if it's not that good? Do I love my salads? Um, I like how I feel from eating them. <laughs> Do I love eating them? I mean, I'm indifferent to them. They're fine. You know, would I rather eat like a tuna melt and like, you know, potato chips? Obviously, you know, but again, I look at it as a vitamin. Like when you take your vitamins, you don't give a shit. They're not M&Ms. They don't taste anything. You just take them to, to nourish your body. <laughs> what a concept, right? So you can do that with food. You know, anyways, I don't know if I answered that question, but so I don't know which ones are essential. What are your protein foods? Um, yeah, protein real quick on the protein thing, because I think this is hilarious that I think you know, I, now I don't know, take this for whatever you think, agree, disagree, whatever. But when it comes to protein, I find it funny that people are so obsessed with protein, right? Um, because as a vegetarian, that's probably, that's, that's the number one question by a hundred miles. And I've been a vegetarian for like 25 years. Well, how do you get your protein? Well, it's like, why are you so concerned about your protein, man? You ever, <laughs> have you ever had a protein deficiency? Have you ever even known anyone with a protein deficiency? Has your doctor ever been worried about your protein deficiency so they gave you a protein deficiency test? Have you ever taken a protein deficiency test? Have you ever known anyone that's heard of protein deficiency? Have you ever heard of a protein deficiency test? I'm kind of joking, but I'm not. But it, maybe the, the focus on protein has something to do with the fact that meat is one of the most powerful like food industry, lobbying industries on the planet. You know, say any, any group that could take Oprah down is a powerful group, right? So anyways, um, but I'm joking. My, my protein foods... Uh, I mean, you get protein on all kinds of things, you know? So I eat a lot of beans and, you know, I eat a little bit of eggs on the weekends, eat some fish during the week. Um, there's protein in all kinds of vegetables, lots of beans. So that's that. But that that, that obsession on, on protein, I, I'm not saying you even are, but I know you're just asking a nice question, but um, I just, I think it's funny that, uh, that question. I sometimes just think my appetite is too big. And every time I try to lose a few pounds, they come back with a vengeance. Yeah. Well, you know, that that's a big thing because what most people try and do subconsciously, what people are doing to try and lose weight is they're trying to be as hungry as possible. They think you think like the, the hungrier you are and the less you eat, the faster you're going to lose weight. And what actually happens is what you're saying. The more you restrict, the more you're going to, there's a bounce back effect. And so I think a better way to look at it is that you want to manage your hunger. You want to, you want to not be hungry. That, that's the goal, you know? So I'm managing my hunger all day long. Within an hour of waking up, I've eaten, and now I've stabilized my hunger. And I basically keep that stabilized hunger all day long, strategically. You know, I, I've worked out, I have a trial and error, I've got a system now that I know the breakfast I eat is gonna keep me completely satisfied until lunch. Um, like I could go through lunch and not eat sometimes, you know? But then I know I'll be really hungry at dinner and then that triggers a whole thing. So it's like, I eat my breakfast, I know it's gonna satisfy me to lunch, I eat my lunch, and that satisfies me right up to dinner. So that I'm moving into dinner, not even that hungry. And then that satisfies for the night. So um, your appetite's not too big. It's probably a, a reflection of what you're eating. If you're eating a lot of processed foods, you're going to have a big appetite because all of those processed foods are designed in labs by chemists with tremendous unlimited resources to get you to consume as much of that shit as possible. 
So if you're eating processed food, yeah, you're probably going to be really hungry. I used to call it like the endless hunger, you know, where I could just, I, you know, I used to I like eat breakfast. I'd have like white toast, Jif peanut butter, sugar cereal, milk. Um, then an hour later, I'd have a donut, muffin, croissant. And then a couple hours later, I'd have my lunch, usually a sandwich or some sort of thing with chips. Um, then a couple hours later, I'd have like another bag of chips, candy bar. Then an hour later, I'd eat my dinner. <laughs> An hour later, two hours later, I'd eat all the junk shit all day long. I just, you know, say so if you're one, well, I don't understand. I can eat. I'm not full because calories aren't what's satisfying you. Just so you know, it's not the calories that satisfy you that satiate you. It's fiber is a big one. It's nutrients, you know, proteins, part of that. Um, it's micronutrients though. The more natural foods you eat, the less you get, you cut your hunger down. Fiber is the biggest one, I swear, because it's not that protein's satisfying too, it's satiating, but fiber is usually the biggest one that's really missing in people's diets. And so when you start adding that in, a lot of times that makes like the biggest shift in like, you know, oh my shit, I'm not starving all the time. You know, that was the biggest difference for me. I, I, I can't believe, like, and I, and I guess there's a little bit of disbelief, you can't imagine it, but I sit here in front of you and it's hard to believe how much reduced my, my appetite is. And, and it's 100% because of what I eat, you know? So I would suggest that you, what you're trying to do to lose weight is just stop eating food. You're eating the same shit, but just eating less of it. Um, it's really about implementing more nourishing foods. So I'll give you one specific strategy that I would, I would suggest is when it comes to your eating, I would silo it. And what I mean by that is that you silo it. You have one eating focus that is on what you want to put into your body and one focus on eating of what you don't want to eat. And what a lot of people do is they kind of combine these. So as long as they're saying no to the shitty food, well, then maybe they'll eat the healthy food. But you really got to silo them so that even if you eat the shitty food, you're still going to put the good stuff into your body. Because a big part of what your hunger is, is that you're micronutrient deficient. Think about this. If you don't put enough calories in your body, your body sends you a hunger signal, right? Put more food because your body's dumb. It thinks you still live in the natural world that you lived in, you know, 5,000 years ago. doesn't realize you've got supermarkets so you can eat a thousand calories and get no nourishment. Okay. So the same things happen micronutrient wise. If you're not getting the nutrients that your body needs, what do you think it does? It sends you a hunger signal, right? And you go and eat a bag of chips and you didn't satisfy any of those needs. And so what does it do? Uh, send you a hunger signal. So making your food more nourishing um, goes a long way towards satisfying you. And putting fiber in your intestines is another piece. Um, Pia says, thank you, makes sense. I love your talk on being indifferent to food. I practiced it. That's great, that's great. Yeah, the indifference to food thing is so important because you gotta, you realize we're living in a world where we're constantly being conditioned to not be indifferent, right? We're, we're, we're conditioned to be obsessed with food. From the food manufacturers, the diets, um, they're constantly focusing you and fixating you on being obsessed with food. And so, yeah, you want to balance that out by practicing being indifferent. So great job practicing that. Um, Pink Rosie 6, anemia, low iron muscle loss, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm not sure exactly what that means. But yeah, if, you, if you're anemic and you have low iron, you'll lose muscle. Um, yeah, probably, I guess. Uh, that's not really my specialty. <laughs> I don't even see my body. I, I'm not a muscle expert here. Um, I'm, a, I'm a weight mastery expert. <laughs> Uh, user, you're talking sense. Thank you. I appreciate that. Pride myself on that. I, I really do. I, I, I take pride in the fact that I really do. Oh, from low protein intake. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it is, well, is that iron or is it protein? You know, you know, um, 
Is, it, is, it, is anemia from low protein? I just thought it was, it was an iron thing. Yeah, protein malnutrition results in moderate anemia. But protein malnutrition, <laughs> you know, pretty rare. Um, um, yeah, so anyways, yeah, like I said, I pride myself on, on talking sense. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know, sometimes... Sometimes in the world you need a person from kind of outside the system. And, and I feel like I'm that person, you know, I don't have all the answers. I, I, I don't want to pretend I do. Um, but I think, you know, how I come at weight loss that I think is different than the majority of people is I'm not just sitting here telling you what to do, you know? And I, I think that's 99% of weight loss out there, diets, workouts, programs, all that stuff. They say, okay, do this, eat this, exercise this. And that's not enough. You know, the problem you have isn't that you, the problem isn't that you don't know what to do, it's that you don't know how to get yourself to do it. You know what I mean? And, and so if you really think about it in terms of diets, weight loss out there, who is helping you? Because I, I think it's a mindset thing. I mean, how do you get yourself to do it? Mindset, right? We all agree on that. So who's talking about mindset? You know, like, like who's talking about that? And I don't see anyone. And again, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm kind of conspiratorial minded when it comes to the weight issues in this country. Um, <laughs> a very fat expert. Um, so it's like, you know, it's funny you say that too. You know, I'll, I'll tell you, growing up, the guy who taught me the most about diets was a guy who's a family friend. He was a comedian. He was a 400 pound guy. He spent the last 15 years of his life in a wheelchair, but he... This guy, like every other week, it was a new diet. It, it, it was just all the different stuff. He would tell me everything. Like he would talk to me about, oh, this one's going to do this, and, da, 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 and this one does this, da, 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 da. and the strategy here is, it was always different. He knew, he knew everything like about losing weight. But again, he was that prime example of a person who just couldn't get himself to do it. And so, you know, I always use the example, like, like what would be more valuable to you? Like, like a book this big with all the nutritional information of every food on the planet or a pill that once you took it, you would just do what you wanted to do just automatically you know and the answer is obvious and so i think it just there's a huge gulf when it comes to weight loss again like you knowing what you know right now like if you never learned another piece of nutrition for the rest of your life if you had the ability to eat the way you know you should and want to um easily like, like you'd lose weight you know that that's the main piece of of that's the main piece that's missing so I get people like, oh, I know what to do. I know what to do. I just got to get myself to do it. Uh, no, you fucking don't. You don't know how to get yourself to do it, man. That's the problem. You have no idea how to get yourself to do it. And I think it's like this on purpose. You know, this is my conspiracy minded mind is, uh, you know, I don't think the diets want you to lose weight. Why do I say that? Because all the big diets you know about are all owned by food, big food companies. Did you know Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz? Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. The company owns Atkins Food Products, the same company owns Onions Pretzels and uh, Cinnabon Pretzels. The company owns Slim Fast, the same company that owns Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream. Do you think that they really want you to like stop eating that shitty food and, and stop eating their products? Like, I don't. And so, again, as a hypnotist, I look at diets and I'm like, wow, that's a sneaky ass way to get people to not lose weight because you're just obsessed with food. The, the, the diet mindset is is your main problem. Your mindset is the biggest thing impacting your weight. More important than your uh, all your hormones, your menopause, your Hashimoto's, your PCOS, your protein deficiency. 
<laughs> just kidding. Um, any physical thing you got, it's always your mindset's the primary thing dictating your weight. And uh, I, I'm not saying there's not physical things that make it harder, okay? There, there's a physical world we live in, and it has impacts. But at the end of the day, it's ultimately your mindset because your mindset's driving what you're putting in your mouth, you know, all day long. And that's the number one, you know, factor of your weight. So, um, and no one teaches how to deal with it. No one, you know? So if you could only eat two vegetables, fruits your whole life, what would those be and why? Um, interesting. Well, I'd probably be apples and bananas. Well, no, no. Well, if two fruits, I'd eat apples and bananas. Those are my cores. Why? Because they're easy. They're easy to get, you know? So I can get a bag of apples, a big ass bag of apples. They'll last me two weeks and they're good. Okay. Because again, when I tell you I'm lazy, I don't want to be, that's why bananas are right on the edge. <laughs> I can get a, a bunch of bananas and, um, and I've done this. See, here's, this leads me to something else I think is so important. When it comes to eating differently, you know, people underestimate how much effort it is because to change how you eat is a huge undertaking. Never mind just like deciding to eat something healthy. Now you got to shop for it. Like you don't think about this because the diets are always minimizing how hard it is. But even just, okay, now I'm going to eat healthy. Okay, well, now you go to the supermarket, you can't be on autopilot anymore. And we're all designed to be on autopilot, okay? And so um, as soon as you go to the supermarket and you're going to get new, uh, you're going to get new food, you got, it takes longer, it takes more effort. And it's frustrating. <laughs> and so, uh, so anyway, so, so it takes a while to trial things out. So bananas, that's a pain in the ass because I got to like, I eat them and I have to manage it. <laughs> <laughs> I may sound crazy saying this, but I think it's important because this is the level of detail sometimes you got to go to to really master this area. So the bananas, like, so I, right now I got bananas and they're they're ready to go. They're ripe. But I know when I get down to three or four bananas left, I know, now bananas I get right down the street at the local market. And so like I have a running tally in my head of like bananas. So it's like I get to three, four bananas. I got to go get another bunch. Because a lot of times they're not ripe. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm kind of managing my banana. Because as soon as I don't manage them, next thing you know, I run out of bananas for a couple of days. And now it throws everything a wobbly. <laughs> um, and then, you know, a greens, it's a vegetables. Uh, I need greens. I love greens. Um, I love carrots. Uh, man, it's hard to pick just two. Because I, I love them all. There was a great book. One of the greatest books I ever read was um, Eating on the Wild Side. And the reason I say it was so great is because we're so nutritionally like illiterate in a way. And then what I mean by that is that, you know, we're just surrounded by shit processed food. And so we're like, well, I just want to eat healthy. And so we're like, oh, okay, those apples, bananas, you know, we get the basics. This eating on the wild side was amazing because it would go like, oh, broccoli. Let's talk about broccoli. Well, there's 50 different types of broccoli. <laughs> Let's talk about cauliflower, oh, 20 different. So there's all the, you can drill down and there's all kinds of different versions of those. And that was very eye opening. Um, so it's hard to pick just two, you know, thank God I don't have to. Um, Susan says, hello, Jim, you're such a caring person. Thank you. And Susan, uh, you got the, you got the invite to the call today, I hope, because I put you in there. So I want to make sure you got that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Decision fatigue is real. Absolutely. Great book. Um, the Paradox of Choice, you know, and it's really, it makes a point that what happens is that like even make like this, I'm going to eat healthier. Yeah. You got to watch out for decision fatigue for sure. And um, that is also one of the things that's leading to you having no control of your eating because you're wrapped up in a world of processed food. And what are they doing? They're, they're constantly giving you more choices. And a, a confused mind is a stuck mind that doesn't do anything, you know? And so, um, yeah, that's why I make my shit so simple. I eat the same breakfast Monday through Friday. I eat the same lunch Monday through Thursday. I eat the same dinners 
Monday through Friday. Like it's not the same dinner, but week to week, it's kind of the same. I have like three different options on Monday, a couple different options, Tuesday, a couple Wednesday, you know what I mean? And so it's, um, I don't want to think about it. You understand? Like, Like you're doing the opposite. And I think it's important to point this out that when you're trying to lose weight, you're doing the opposite of that. You're trying to micromanage everything. One of the worst examples I saw, I saw this, it was a meal plan. They're like 30 day meal plan for losing weight. And you know, look at it and it's like, holy shit, 30 days. Each day was a different meal. Each one. It was 90 different meals. <laughs> I started to have a panic attack. I was like, oh my God, who, who could do this? Like, like you'd have to like, you'd have to be like a full-time chef or no job and just like focus on food. I think it was the op- complete opposite wrong way in my experience. I think you want to go towards making it as easy as possible. Again, you give as much variety as you need. How many how many breakfasts do you need, man? How many different breakfasts do you need to eat Monday through Friday? You know, like, you, you know, and if you, oh, I need a different one every day. Okay, that's fine. But, you, you know, it's going to be a bit more work to figure out, okay, because now you need to come up with five different options that are within your calorie ranges, nutrient, you know, goals and all that stuff. Um, I don't have to think that. I got like two, three options. I really stick with one all the time. It's fine. I like it. I don't give a shit. That's just a whole nother thing. Like the way we think about food is nuts because we've gone, I mean, food is fuel, isn't it? <laughs> Listen, I love food for emotional and, and enjoyable reasons. Okay. Like, like I get it, but I mean, good Lord. Like, like, can we balance it out just a hair? Can you eat a couple meals a week? Just or just based on fuel back to the living vitamin strategy thing. You know, can you just, can you just have like a couple meals where the only goal is just to put good stuff into your body? Like we've moved so far to this crazy land that people are like, they can't even, I don't have one meal a week. Oh, that tastes bland. Oh, it doesn't taste good. <laughs> That's because you eat shit all day. So, so of course, you know, natural stuff's going to taste bland and boring anyways. That's a whole nother conversation. But yeah, most people, when they're trying to start a diet, they make it way too overwhelming where they're trying to change all their eating all at once. You know, and you can do it for a couple of days and you feel overwhelmed. And what do you do? You go back into your norm, you know? And so wake up and see that you know what i mean like, like you're entranced now i love people like, oh i couldn't be hypnotized you're you're in a hypnosis now motherfucker <laughs> like, you're in a trance now you're doing everything you possibly can to eat different and you can't do it what, what how do you explain this you know uh anyways <laughs> that's why i ordered instacart no grocery store yeah that's great yeah Insta- you want to make it as simple as possible that you want to make your weight management as easy as you can my shit is easy and it's still kind of challenging. Like, it's, you know what the hardest parts for me is? Like, I was talking this yesterday. I was like, Mondays are my kind of linchpin of the week. Because Monday is the day. And this is how, how specific I am with it. Monday is the day I got to get to the store, the, the big box store. BJ's we have here. Like, it's like, um, you know, Costco's or Sam's Club. You know, those types of places. Ours is BJ's. And so they got a big ass. Oh, what's up, Ricky? Um, should you be studying? <laughs> um, anyways. So they got like a big ass thing of like mixed greens, you know? And so I got to get that because that's the, that's the foundational piece. So I take that and so I got to get to the store. That's one piece of it. And then two hours later, I got to make sure I make the salads, the four salads for the week. So I prep and make the salads. You can look at my pinned videos. You'll see how I do it. And so I got to really make sure Monday I get myself set up. Okay. Because once I do that, you know, then eating on the rest of the week is easier, you know, but, but it, I have to be conscious of that, you know, because I'm like, oh, I'll go later. Oh, I just skip lunch. This, uh, you know, that voice is always there. So I got to make sure that I go and get it now. All right. Um, <laughs> Ricky's new dad. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough having kids. They take a lot of time, don't they? <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, Pink Rose says, one of the only enjoyable aspects of being a human. I get it, but it's not, though. I mean, I, I, I hate that point of view so much. I, and I, not to bring it, be a downer, but my dad was the, the greatest person I, I've known on the planet, you know, just one of the greatest guys ever. And he died of a heart attack at 54, you know, and he was always known as an eater. Like, that was a, such a central part of his, his identity. He loved food. It was always about restaurants and foods and, and all the good food and all that. And, um, you know, that, that pleasure... You know, I wish he eased up on it a bit. You know what I mean? I would like to have him for, for a few more years. But it's, so it's like, you know, listen, I, I get it. I love eating food, obviously. Who are you without doesn't? You know? But it's like when it's out of balance, I don't know. Is it that pleasurable? You know? And does it have to be? If that's the main and primary source of your pleasure is just eating, that to me is a sign of probably a depressing life. It's been my experience. You know, I'm not, I'm not putting that on you. Maybe that's not true for you. But my experience has been that, that if your main or only pleasure in life is eating, then it's probably not that happy of a life, you know? And so I think that, I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying it's worth the effort to um, cultivate other ways to, to experience pleasure, you know, that don't involve food. Anyways, um, Jennifer Coons, how do I stop fitting on fixating on food? If food is there, I'm going to eat it. You're helping me. Very good, very good. Um, and I see you also, do you ever had a weight problem? Uh, I was 50 pounds heavier over 30 years ago, and my solution, you know, it was at a time, it's funny, I mean, because, you know, you can be this, it's same, same me, right, same brain, same person, completely different result and outcome. So what's the difference? Well, the difference is what's going on in here, you know what I mean, different software I'm running. And um, so, so, like, fixating on food, for example, is a good example of, how you don't know how to use your mind, you know, and, and I'm picking on you, but it, it's everyone. This is what I say about the, the diet mindset. You know, most of you here have probably been fixating and focused on losing weight for decades. And I just want to point out that you know as little about how to lose weight now as you did before you started your first diet, which is say you have no fucking clue. You, you don't, you want to lose 40, 50 pounds. You don't even know how to lose five pounds. And I'm not saying that to be an asshole. I'm saying it to point out a, a core fact that you never learn the, the key piece of information to master your weight, which is how to influence your mind. And so it all starts by understanding your mind. And I think a simple way to understand it, this is the hypnotic explanation, is that you have a conscious and a subconscious mind. You have a conscious mind, then that part of your mind is your prefrontal cortex anatomically. It's the part of you that's logical, rational. Um, it's the part of you that wants to lose weight, knows why you should lose weight, knows what you should do, and tries to get you to do it. That's where your willpower is. And then you have your subconscious mind that runs all your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And what you do when you want to lose weight is you try and use your conscious mind to fight against your subconscious programming, right? And your subconscious mind's way more powerful. To prove that, like you never forget to snack at night on the sofa at eight o'clock, right? You never forget that, right? You don't have to remember that. It just pops up automatically. That's your subconscious mind. Your toothbrushing. You don't have to remember it all the time. You just do it out of routine, Okay, that's the powerful part of your mind. And so what you do to try and lose weight is you try and use this less part of powerful part of your mind. You know, anatomically, your prefrontal cortex is 10% of your brain. It's not up for the challenge. And so you try and use this weaker part of your mind to fight against this more powerful part. part. And, and so this is why it feels like a fight to you, right? It feels like you're battling yourself because you are. You're trying to fight against your subconscious mind and repress it, restrict it from doing what it's been trained to do. And so in programming yourself, then we, we use our conscious mind to reprogram our subconscious mind so that it automatically does the things that keep us at our goal weight, okay? Now, one key thing about your subconscious mind is going to give, I'm, this is a long explanation, but I get to a point for a reason. 
one of the key factors of your subconscious mind that you want to understand is that your subconscious mind does not understand negatives. So if I tell you, don't think about the thing I'm going to say, okay, get ready. Get ready. Don't think about it. I'm going to tell you, and I want you to not think about it. Don't think about a banana. Don't think about a banana. Don't think about a yellow banana. Well, what are you thinking about? A banana, right? So you don't want to think about it, but it's right there, right? You, you've got to make sense of the word banana. So your brain lights up its visual cortex with an image of a banana. You can't not think about it. So when you go on a diet, what's the plan? Don't eat this. Don't eat the ice cream. Okay, I'm going to do my diet. No more carbs. Uh, no chips. No more cookies, right? And you're literally subconsciously focusing and obsessing on the food you want to stop eating, and it's just creating more desire for it. Does that make sense? <laughs> Right? So this is what I mean. That's just one tiny, tiny little piece of the puzzle. But you fucking have no clue about any of this because you never learn about your mind. So it's like you are literally, you're trying to use willpower, which is not up to the task. You've got one tool, willpower. You've got one tool. And you're trying to use it to change everything. And it never works. It's never going to work. It never has worked for long. And so, you know, I, I tell you this to wake you up so you can get on another path. The path I'd suggest, at the very least, I got a coaching program, but I give you everything for free as well. So go to my go to my bio, click that link, get the hypnosis session. I give it to you for free. It's a session, the new thin me, to kickstart your weight loss motivation. Clarify what you want as a goal and connect to that. It's very empowering. It's free. Go get it. And it takes a couple minutes to process the session, and then I send you to a training, three steps to master your weight. It's a different paradigm. It's a different approach and concept of how to master it. So if you even have any genuine desire to want to change your weight, you should go watch. It's all free, right? And then I email you every day, positive, supportive coaching stuff to help you out, you know? So anyways, um, <laughs> man, that's so true though. Best quote of the day. If you don't need hypnosis, you're in a trance now. <laughs> yeah, right. It's so true. Uh, you really are. You're always in hypnosis, so, which brings me up to the point that I want to say, just to prove the point, because I want to show you how you're hypnotizing yourself, because you are, okay? You're subconsciously controlled. We're all subconsciously controlled, which is another way to say we're all built to be on autopilot. We're not built to like con be totally conscious and make decisions every single moment. They estimate we make over 200 food decisions a day. You, you can't just like make every little decision thing you're going to do. You'd go insane. You could just go to sleep. <laughs> Like, for example, imagine you to remind yourself to breathe every day or every, every moment. You know what I mean? Like, like you just be exhausted. We die. <laughs> you're not built for that. So one of the ways that you're hypnotizing yourself to be overweight is it's sneaky. Now, I, I know you wouldn't see this, but I'm going to show you how you're doing it. Is there's a good chance if you're watching this at this point, you're probably an overthinker. I would say every client I've ever had is an overthinker and usually a perfectionist. But overthinking is usually the most powerful hypnotist. And we are all our own best or worst hypnotist because why? We're all in our own heads all day long talking to ourselves, right? It's called your internal dialogue. And that internal dialogue is literally hypnotizing you. It's your, that, that is your hypnotist piece. And so that voice is hypnotizing you to be overweight. How? It's sneaky. It's through questions like, what's wrong with me? How come I can't lose any weight? Why can't I stick to a plan? Why do I keep overeating? Why do I keep eating those cookies? Why can't I stick to this diet? Why can't I avoid the carbs? Why do I keep struggling? Why is this so hard? Why can't I lose weight? Yeah. And you're thinking about these questions all day long. And the questions, like, 
95% of your thinking is in response to questions you're asking. And you're habitually asking questions, trying to analyze and figure out why you're stuck, why you can't get the results you want. And again, you think that it's going to lead to some cognitive break that's going to just magically change everything. But what it's actually doing is it's programming you to be stuck and to be overweight. Because just like I told you, your subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives. So when you say things like, why do I keep overeating? Well, what are you imagining in your mind? You have to make sense of the word overeating, don't you? And so you make some image of you overeating. You remember some time when you overate, which just reinforces it. Why do I, why, why do I keep uh, eating the wrong foods? You imagine yourself eating the cookies. Why can't I stick to a plan? You imagine yourself quitting a plan. Why am I so fat? You imagine yourself being fat, you know? So to prove the point of how you're, you're hypnotizing yourself to be overweight, when is the last time? And what's your experience when I ask you this question? What's the best version of you? How can you lose weight easily and enjoyably? How can you live the rest of your life at your goal weight and have it be somewhat automatic? Now, I want you to notice the, the vacuum of space that's there, right? It's just like silence. And that's because you never ask that question, ever, never. You never think about the best version of you. You never think about the times when you choose the healthy food. You never think about the times when you stick with a plan for even a couple days, when you're relaxed and calm, when you're really motivated. You're never focusing on what you want. You're focusing on what you don't want. I don't want to be overweight. I don't want to overeat. overeat. I don't want to keep eating the wrong foods. You are obsessed with that mindset, and that's literally the hypnosis that's keeping you overweight. And so all it becomes is, and where are you getting positive support from? You know, my program, just to give you an example of what a real comprehensive weight mastery program would look like, because you can't even imagine it. You, I could give you 100 tries to guess what my program is, and you wouldn't guess the components of it, because you, you just think in terms of a plan. Give me the plan. Give me the workout plan. Give me the diet plan, you know? And so my plan, wait, program yourself thin. First of all, the hardest part of change is remembering to change. Okay, so that's the first thing. And so I deliver the phone, I deliver the program through your phone. So that the second you order, within a minute or two, you're downloading the app and boom, okay. So now you don't have to think of shit. You don't have to remember anything because you wake up tomorrow morning, you look at your phone, which you always do, and there's a little message from me. You click it and what does it do? It brings you to a five-minute hypnosis session with a weight loss mantra in it. So you start your morning off calm, relaxed, turning your attention inwards, relaxing your body, connecting to your body, hearing positive things, connecting to your goal, hearing a positive weight loss mantra. So you start thinking like a thin person. Then you go about your day. What do you know? You start kind of, you start making healthier choices. Why? Because you're more calm. You're more relaxed. You're thinking about yourself. You're connected to the goal. Then you get home at night and you're like, okay, and now another message comes to me. Hey, do you program yourself? Because the next part of the program that's really important is the two-minute self-hypnotic programming technique I teach you. Because the most important thing is you need to learn how to do this for yourself. You need to learn how to program your own subconscious mind. And so I show you this technique and you do the redo rehearsal technique. It takes a minute or two. You learn from the day, improve it. Then you pr practice for tomorrow. You practice tomorrow being the ideal person you want to be. You're never practicing that. And so why would you all of a sudden just wait? Think about this fucking diet approach. It's so stupid. I can't even, <laughs> I can't even hide my contempt for it. But this idea that you're going to wake up on some Monday and you're just magically going to start eating better from that point forward for the next three, four, five months till you lose the weight. What the fuck? Why would that happen? It's never happened. <laughs> why would it, why would you just magically wake up one day and all of a sudden be a different person? Like what, what, what? I don't know how that happens. So anyway, so I need to, th you need a plan. And then on top of that, and top of those sorts of supports of learning how to influence your subconscious mind and reprogram yourself, there's the weight mastery blueprints. There's three 
there's three pillars of weight mastery and they're there. I make a pyramid shape. So that's the level of importance. Bottom level is mindset. Then there's lifestyle. Then there's eating. And so in the program, there's a workbook you go through. Fill in the blank blueprints where you fill out the mindset pieces. Six categories in the mindset. Like, oh, I got to change my mindset. Yeah. Well, what do you mean by that? What do you mean you got to change your mindset? What do you mean by that? Because <laughs> right? my my old thing, you know what I mean? That's it, 30 pages of, of fill in the blank stuff. I mean, it's, it's media information. I take you through it. Six categories. Motivation. Do you know how to motivate yourself? No. Your, your self-image, that's where the real work starts. Your habits, do you know the neuroscience of habits? No, you're just trying to use willpower to change them. You don't even know what the habit is. Um, your emotions, do you know how to deal with your emotions? No, so that's why you use food. Um, do you know how to think like a thin person? No, but take you through that. And then maintenance, do you know how to maintain? No, you think you're going to lose all the weight and then maintain? You got to maintain from day one to day two, from week one to week two. What the fuck? You think you're just going to, oh, I'm going to do maintenance from five months from now when I lose the weight. Okay, let me know how that goes. <laughs> The lifestyle piece, there's eight lifestyle habits. What do you mean? I got to change my lifestyle. I don't need a diet. I got to change my lifestyle. What do you mean? What do you mean change your lifestyle? (laughs) You know what I mean? We got eight habits and I make them a practical way. So you implement those into your life. That changes everything, you know, and then the blue, I don't know. It it makes me crazy because again, the main point I want to make, I'm not, I'm not trying to be obnoxious here. The main point I want to make is that if you feel like you're frustrated and you have this idea that no matter what I do, I can't lose the weight. I want you to stop thinking that because you haven't done everything. Maybe you've done every diet, but you haven't used a mindset approach. I can almost guarantee. All right. And until you do that, it's always going to be a struggle. So um, I got to get out of here. I got a coaching call. So that's the third part of the program, you know, is that I work with you every Tuesday and Thursday. We have live coaching calls. You know what I mean? I help you through this process. So um, anyways. All right. Marie Ivory, this is resonating with me. That's awesome. So listen, anyone, if this is resonating with you, go. Um go go get the the hypnosis session i give you go to my bio and click that go watch it alex has just watched your third pin video and it made me cry to imagine how happy i could be yes yes that's the point you want to be happy you want to have this be a process of pleasure where you're getting pulled towards your goal okay um does ozempic make you lose weight rapidly uh i don't know thank you deprogramming progress good job (laughs) all right everyone have a great day and we'll talk soon bye